Shalene, it was so exciting to finally hear the podcast that we were at live. Thank you so much for doing that. It was so exciting to hear your perspective on the evening. So it was fantastic. But you were wonderful. It was so great to like see what we hear all the time. And it was so neat to see you and your husband live and to see how you really do work together and how you look at each other and all that. Because sometimes you just wonder if it's for the camera, but you guys were so cute together. And we were lucky enough to be VIPs and get to meet you. And you just did not disappoint. I knew that you wouldn't. And you didn't. Thank you so much for all that you do for us. I'm wearing my Melissa Mules and just ordered my first Rent the Runway. My husband tells me that you cost me a lot of money, but it's okay because it's all good. I love everything that you do. Just keep it up. Thank you so much. See you soon. Hey there. Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. I first want to say I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. That's like really key. I know you know this. I do this as a labor of love, but I spend a lot of time podcasting. Five podcasts a week, three here on The Shaleen Show, two every week on Build Your Tribe. That's the podcast you want to be listening to. And who isn't in need of extra funds, extra money? Doesn't necessarily mean you've got to start a business, but it's nice to know that there are alternatives. You have choices. There's ways to make additional income so you're never stuck. Okay, that's Build Your Tribe. I'll make it really super easy for you. Right below this episode, you'll see a link. You can subscribe to Build Your Tribe too. Anyways, I just want to say I do this as a labor of love, but it's about eh, 25, maybe 30 hours a week sometimes recording these podcasts. What motivates me and fuels me is number one, that you guys understand how important our sponsors are and the process by which I use to decide if someone should be a sponsor for the show is completely different, as far as I know, from what most podcasters do, which most podcasters go, oh, cool, these people want to pay me to talk about their product and that's awesome, I like this product. For me, I go to companies that I have been using and talking about and referring people to for many years. And I say, hey, listen, you know, we've already been talking about you. I've already been using your program, your products, et cetera. I'd love to have you be a part of the sponsorship for the show because lifers, you appreciate that this stuff is free. And and I just want to tell you guys, like you are the most active audience like we hear from sponsors all the time like we love your lifers they know that you guys are called lifers are like we hear from them they're so cool they're so awesome and wow Shalene, what a, a great community so i just want to say a big thank you to all of you who continue to do that because i want to continue to make the podcast free and i just a big shout out to you the listener for supporting the show in that way by going to our sponsors Today, we're talking about how to motivate your significant other to make some changes. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I know that you're grateful. I know that you appreciate your significant other. I know that you see all of their amazing qualities, but it's also just human nature. (laughs) I'm laughing because like we always think we're so perfect and our partner needs to make all these changes, but it's just human nature to want to see the potential of this person that you love. You want greatness for them. And okay, let's just be honest. I know that sounds very altruistic. There are some things sometimes that just bug us about our significant other that we wish 
they would address or they would change, or maybe maybe we just think it would help to bring us closer together if they could make these changes. So in this episode today, you're not just getting me; you're getting myself and Brett, and we are going to be very honest. And this is a pretty funny interview. It's one that we did live in front of a live Shalene Show audience, and we talk about what it takes to get your partner into personal development, how to get your significant other to join you on your quest for you know healthier eating or nutrition or health and fitness. How is it you can motivate somebody who truly needs to go to therapy? How do you get them to do that without them feeling like you're attacking them? We also discuss what it takes to get on the same page when it comes to parenting and just some funny, interesting tidbits that Brett likes to share with me whenever we are in front of a live audience. But it's also very real. Again, this was recorded live at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills where we did the Shaleen Show live, and I know you're going to love it. So enjoy. All right. Well, the first person I want to welcome to the stage is my handsome husband, Brett Johnson. Hi, Brett. Oh, my. Should we sit next to each other? How's that? So the way that we, I normally record my podcast, by the way, is that I am in a studio. How many have you started a podcast recently? Hands up. Look at all the podcasters in the audience. This is great. So awesome. It's really quite fun, isn't it? To talk to yourself. and So I, I hope people will listen to it. I love doing it. And um, Brett has done a few podcasts with me. His mother and father and Aunt Ginny are here tonight. Is my daughter Sierra here? I don't think she's made it she's yet. She's not made it yet? All righty then. She's playing hooky tonight from her evening class. Oh, okay. And we told her that she could because the class is on social media and she could probably teach it. So we told her you can skip that one. So Brett Johnson. Have you guys tried celery juice? It's so good. It's good. Seriously. Disclaimer. I am not responsible for the opinions expressed here by my husband. You know, he's a loose cannon, but I think that's why it works. So, you know, Brett is, as many of you may or may not know, like, I mean, he, he runs our operations, he runs the show, he does our marketing, he does, or leads it, I should say, our financials. What else do you do? You wrangle me. Coffee. I cook. He cooks. That's it. <laughs> He does a lot. He, 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 he does all the things that make the business a business. And I do the things that are dangerous and scare people. And he, he really runs damage control is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. I sometimes send emails before I run them by you, though, too. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, you can't send that. First of all, there's no punctuation. Secondly, you can't say that to someone. Yes, I'm I always having to do that. I'm having to like go, no, no, give that to me. Give that to me. Okay, we're going to soften this up. We're going to add some punctuation. We're going to say, thank you very much. So if you ever get a long text or a long email that's very, like, soft Polite. and cuddly, she wrote it. <laughs> Tell ya. If it's, if it's, like, five sentences and you're like, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. 
so I wanted to ask Brett some questions that I commonly get asked in social media. And of course, we would love to, if you have any additional questions, you could ask those as well. But one of the first things that people regularly ask me about, personal growth. In the personal growth? Mm-hmm, like, I thought you were going to do like a softball like, the no, first that, one. That's a good one. That's a soft one. Like maybe even to just listen to podcasts. Okay, let's do the. How many of you have a significant other who is not that into podcasts? And they're just like, what are you doing? Yeah, okay. Okay, so what I would do and what I suggest you do and what you kind of perfected. Now, I, I don't mean to be picky. But what, what do you want But you need to, when you move your head, you have to move the podcast microphone with you. See okay. how this works like this. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is something that you don't want to do. You don't want to tell them what to do because then they won't do it. So that's the first, that's the first step, right? So if you want your spouse or significant other to do something like listen to a podcast that you know that will greatly benefit them, but you know that that platform might not be something that they, you know, are into, or they're like, I don't listen to a podcast when I, I want to listen to music, or they're just not into that platform. Find something that they're interested in. So whatever hobby they're in, there's a podcast for it, right? And start them off on a slow, like we like to say, like you want to start people because if their journey's starting way back here, you don't want to throw them into the express lane on the freeway going 75 miles an hour, right? You want to on-ramp. You want them to come, you know, nice and slow, 10, 15 miles an hour, something simple. And I think once they get a hold of some podcast, so let's say, for instance, your significant other is a male and he likes golf or something like that. I mean, get him to listen to some kind of podcast that maybe is talking about golf or just anything like that. Or that just sounds any like hobby. the most boring podcast ever. <laughs> there are podcasts that they just talk about golf? I don't know. There's a podcast they talk about everything. This is true. Everything. So, and then once they're into it, you could just, you know, if you know that there's a subject that you really want them to listen to, just like you might want to just coach them just like, and let them do it on their terms. Not like walk in when they're watching their favorite show or they're doing something and go, you need to listen to this right now. <laughs> That's not going to work. So you might want to say, you know what? You know, I know you're listening to podcasts and next time that you have the opportunity, this podcast is amazing. It really helped me. And I think you're going to find some awesome information and just kind of like throw it out there to them and not like force anything. Good advice. Good advice, Brett Johnson. Here's another one. <laughs> Here's another one I get a lot. How do I get my significant other involved in health and fitness and diet and you know the things that I'm interested in in terms of changing our lifestyle, improving our, our health? Similar answer, but I can give you like specifics. So let's say for instance that you want to start doing some training or fitness or do exercise with them. Yeah. Why don't you, and you know that your significant other or spouse isn't either into what you're doing or maybe they're not into just doing any kind of physical fitness at all. So you might want to start out with just like, hey, let's just take a walk. Mm -hmm. you, you know, let's take a walk. Let's, you know, if you have dogs, we found out today like 70% of people in America own dogs. So it's like, you know, take a walk. And then once they're to the point, if you're like, if you guys go to the gym together or, or you go at different times, but your goal is to get it to kind of come together. Like Shalene and I go to the gym in almost every single morning together, but we don't work out specifically like here you do a rep and I do a rep. We do on occasion. 
but we like to go to the gym together and work out. Sometimes we're doing different things, but we go to the gym together to work out. But when she really wants me to do what she's going to do that day, let's say it's like leg day for her. And she's like, hey, what, what body part are you working today? And I'm like, I'm working shoulders. And she's like, when was the last time you did legs? And I said, a couple, <laughs> day, a couple days ago. I already know where it's going. She's like, well, why don't you do legs with me today? And I'm like, and she's like, I got some new things and let's just try it out and stuff like that. And it's not so demanding. It's more of an ask. It's, you're going to get a lot more yeses with an ask rather than a tell. Uh, my advice would be to be an example and never to tell your spouse what they need to do and to tell them like this is what you need to do like everybody hates to be told what to do right to lead by example and to invite them and to invite yourself to do things that they love that are physical but what you love and what they love are so different likely that it just doesn't make sense that you want them to go you know whatever maybe do pio with you or do insanity or go to a kickboxing class like wh what do they love do they love playing pickup basketball do they love playing golf do they love dancing whatever that is i would start there and encourage them for recreation nobody wants to believe or nobody wants to hear or feel as though it has something to do with their physical appearance and i think most men and women, we just want to be accepted for who we are. And so when someone's talking to us about you should work out, it feels like they're saying, you should change your body. You should improve your body. It doesn't matter whether you disguise it as health. That's the message that we hear. So I think it's really encouraging people to do what they love. I agree. And we love working out together. So I, I think it's something you shouldn't give up on. We like that we keep each other accountable. It's something we did even before we got married. I mean, one of our very first dates, we went and worked out together. Remember at Gold's Gym? Was it Gold's Gym or Powerhouse? Oh, Powerhouse, yeah, yeah. In Lansing, Michigan. And, um, yeah! And then, you know, I remember going for a run, and I remember you going, like, I don't, right. don't want to do this. But you did it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say my... Well, athletes don't like to go for jogs. <laughs> Like, we ran our whole lives. <laughs> I would say my superpower as a wife is I can get a maybe, no matter what the question is, right? Like, if, if, even if it's no, I'm like, but maybe. What is your greatest maybe ever? Okay. Um, What's your greatest? I, I think I know what it is, but I already know. Oh, no, then tell me. I don't know. So, we went up for a family winter trip up to Big Bear, and Shaleen said I'm gonna try snowboarding and she went off and snowboarded by herself with an instructor and I went skiing because I was raised skiing and she came back that next night she said you have to try this tomorrow and now granted I'm like 30 years old and I'm like I don't know if I want to try something new and different. I think we were older than 30. Well, no, can, we we were just, can we just go with 30 for the story <laughs> and so I just I said she just kept on, she said, I think you'd really like it. And she knew the words. She's like, it's very athletic. It's like surfing. It's, you know, she's using, she, I'm like, you've never surfed before. And, you know, she's saying all these words. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And literally, I was on the slope with an instructor. And that night, I went straight to the ski shop. And we bought snowboard. I bought everything. I even bought a house that night. I bought a house. In Big Bear. It was the worst financial mistake we've ever made. We did. We bought a house that day. I'm like, can, 
We love this. We we need to make this our life. Yes. So we bought a house. You guys think I'm but joking? All we new bought gear, a house that day. Two new snowboards, and we bought a house. I wrote a check for a house because I snowboarded with a private instructor for five hours. Freaking. I'm good like that. Good oh like that. But I love it, and it's like if I could pick one thing that like our family could go do, like as a family, that would be the one thing that yeah. you know. Yeah. Any day of the week, that that would be the one thing. It is cool to have like something your family does together. Like, but that was a maybe. Yeah, that was a maybe. Because at lunch, I was like, no, no, that's a maybe. I've got good ideas. <laughs> good ideas. Another question that people often ask is, how do I get my significant other into therapy? Anybody? 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 Because you're perfect. Clearly, you are perfect, but you need to get them into therapy, right? Yeah, because so most of the time, the person that realizes that the significant other or spouse needs to go to therapy, that that person knows, and the person that really needs to go doesn't know or is fighting it, or so that's it's a good role play, it's a good scenario that you need to learn. For us, it was I don't want to say you used, but it was um, it was an ultimatum. It was an ultimatum to go. And she, not for, like, don't go for yourself, go for your children, go for your kids. So there was a reason, like, you know, you make Brock and Sierra feel a little uncomfortable. I think you really need to go work out some things. You'll be better for them. And it was more of that rather than, like, you need to go. And it was just, like, let's get better for them. And the second thing is, is that you do it yourself. You know, you go work on yourself, and then, you know, you kind of lead by example, so you're, you're getting work done and just coming home and go, yeah, you should go do this too because it's helping me and you're still the same screwed up person. <laughs> it's just like you just lead by example by, you know, you're going and your spouse will start to see there's a change for the good. I've also heard from listeners who will write in and say, what I did is I went to therapy and then I said to my significant other, it would really be helpful. My therapist thinks it would really be helpful if you came to a session with me. And so that that person could kind of see, like, what is this about? Because it can be very scary and intimidating, and you have these thoughts, beliefs, if you will, that you are managing things, so why open up that can of worms? Like, why go there when everything's good? I don't need to go there. And I think if you invite your partner to join you, it's about you. As opposed to like, you know, you have a problem and you should go. It's like, if you are coming to help me, that feels a little easier. I think we just, we put people on the defensive too often when, if you want someone to change, if you truly want to help someone, I know you don't feel like that when you, you feel a little bit in despair, right? Like, I think typically when you want to ask someone to go to therapy, it's between asking them to go to therapy or figuring out what county you can murder them in and not go to jail for the rest of your life. Like, you're kind of there. Like, it's not like a loving thing. It's like, I've, I've had enough kind of thing, right? So if, if you can think about how you feel in that moment and just remember, like, okay, so what, what is it I want? What I want is for this to be what it was or what I know it could be. And then you have to ask yourself, am I willing to do whatever it takes and swallow my own pride and think about how can I make this happen? Well, the last thing that's gonna work is putting someone on the defensive. That never, ever, ever works for anything. 
But it's really hard to figure that out and to understand like, okay, so what language would I have to use? What scenario would make my significant other feel less threatened? Because think about it, when someone needs to go to therapy, they're already feeling defensive and threatened and, and they already you know, are triggered by certain things and they're just trying to survive. So if you make it about you, and uh, I think my therapist thinks it would be a great idea if you came. And then they can experience it and understand it's not that scary. You're literally paying someone to have to listen to you that, for an the, hour. And what you just totally works. Uh, what part? Just inv inviting somebody and, and, and throwing it back like almost on the therapist. Like using the therapist. Like my therapist, you know, is working through some things with me, you know, and I'm struggling with it. And they really think that... You know, if you came, it would it would help the situation, right? And then if the person loves you, they're going to go. I mean, yeah. it's literally like, like of course I'm going to go, like because they don't even know that it's about them, right? Right. <laughs> so it's the old like bait and switch, like you know, you're the, you know, it's just like it's about you. I want you to come. You know, my therapist thinks it would be a good idea for you to sit through a session and talk about some things. And, you know, it would really help me. I mean, yeah. they're going to go. Yeah. So he started therapy first. I mean, I had done a lot of therapy, but at, when he started doing it in, with intensity, you came home, like, after, like, your first or second session, you're like, well, you need to go. And I'm like, okay. He's like, no, you do. You need to go, too. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll go and be the therapist's favorite patient. <laughs> I really do. I was like, what are they going to tell me? I work too hard? You know? Seriously. And because my first... And my first therapist... Well, I shouldn't say my first therapist, but the therapist that I went to in that moment was an older gentleman. And for whatever reason... I knew it wasn't the right therapist because I really did want to impress him. The, the therapist that you went to? Yeah. I never met that person. Correct. So I went to my own. Celery juice. <laughs> and I just remember like getting a little bit of like, I want this guy to be proud of me vibe. You know what I mean? So I, I filtered everything. I wasn't honest. I was filtering everything like I'm really going to impress the pants off of this guy. He's going to be like, he's going to call my husband and say, what do you realize how good you got it? You know? But and then I just had a realization. I'm like, I don't think I can go there with this person. Cause I too caught up in my head with trying to impress him for whatever reason. I don't know if it was like a dad thing or whatever, but I just knew, I just knew. I'm not going to go there with this guy. So I need to find somebody really nice and, and everything, but just I'm not going to go there. So I just say that in case any of you have yeah. gone to a therapist and you haven't gone all the way there. Yeah. Because as my friend Dr. Michaela says, and I believe she's here tonight, where'd she go? There she is. Yeah. There are layers to this. And, you know, so many different therapists can serve you in the time and the moment that you're in in your life. But when you truly find the right therapist who you can just trust and go all the way there, like go all the way there, you unlock a part of your potential and your life that is just hard to describe. Yeah, but it's definitely one of those things where it's just like anything else. It's, if you go once and you didn't have a great experience, don't give up on it. Allow me to interrupt myself and my husband for just a moment, and it just feels like the appropriate time to talk about what we do in the bedroom. 
You know what we do? We sleep. We literally sleep now so much better than we ever did when we had a traditional, very expensive box spring mattress. We switched to Sleep Number many, many years ago, and we would not go back. Case in point, when we moved into the home that we're in now, it came fully furnished, and they told us this is a brand new, top-of-the-line, amazing mattress. We slept on it one night, and we were like, hmm, maybe it just takes some getting used to. After two or three nights, we're like, no, okay, absolutely not. This mattress, this very expensive mattress, can go in another room. We're getting a new Sleep Number. We are obsessed with these beds. In fact, I love traveling, but the only thing I don't like about traveling is no matter how expensive the bed is, no matter how nice the sheets are, if it's not a sleep number, I just don't sleep as well. The sleep number bed allows each of you to set your own independent softness of the bed, like firmness. So you can make it really firm or you can make it really soft. And because of the way the bed was designed, you know how like after you've been sleeping on a mattress for a while, no matter how nice or expensive the mattress is, it gets these like deep divots and high points and it's just, it wears out. A sleep number bed does not wear out because of the way it's designed. It's designed with air in the mattress. It's hard to explain. It's not like you're sleeping on an air mattress. Totally different. The technology behind these beds is remarkable. Lately, I have turned up the firmness on my bed and I find that I'm sleeping so much better. Sometimes I have to make it a little softer, but I'd say for the last month or so, my setting has been at 79, which is pretty firm. And Brett, ironically, has made his a little softer and we used to be the opposite. I think it just kind of depends on what's going on with your training, your joints, the way you sleep, etc., I mean, you can't do that with a traditional mattress. You can't say, oh, dang it, I wish this bed were a little firmer tonight. You can only do that with a sleep number bed. Now, you really have to go in and try one to understand and feel the difference. I mean, unless you just completely trust me, which is awesome, but you really do need to feel the difference. So you can go into any sleep number store. They have, gosh, I think, oh, almost 575 sleep number stores nationwide. But when you go in, I know you're going to want to buy one. Or you can go in and lay on one, and then you can order one online by going to sleepnumber.com forward slash Shaleen. And that's also where you can find a store near you. Visit one of their stores during the Ultimate Sleep Number event, and you'll save on the bed that we have, which is the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. It's crazy. It practically makes itself in the morning. It is unbelievable how it keeps you cool, how you can adjust the bed. It's got so many cool functions like this nightlight that comes on. It's insane. This bed is literally smarter than some of the people I know. It's remarkable. Anyways, check it out by going to sleepnumber.com forward slash Shaleen so you can help support the show. You know, try a different therapist and get some, you know, just go. I mean, it's, you're not going to waste your hour with somebody, but you know, once you find the right one, it's just like finding like the right partner or something like that. It's like, you'll go there. You'll be, it's, magi- it's magical. Like the gal I found was amazing. So yeah. 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 We're going to take just two questions from the audience if you have them, but I want to ask you one last question myself. What is the most annoying part? You can be honest about this situation. <laughs> What's the most annoying part? Like, you know, I mean, what I do. I mean, mean, we've been married for 24 years now. So, you know, I've I've built up like 
tolerance. I think. <laughs> so if I, you said to be honest. Feel free. And so I, I would say that, which is probably your greatest, well, not your greatest, but in terms of like business, your creativity is insane and you almost have too many ideas. So I think like managing that sometimes is difficult. <laughs> I've learned to deal with it and I've, because, you know, 10 years ago before therapy, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, we had to work, I had to work a lot of things out. So before that, like I would just say yes, because I know that's what she wanted to do. I was like, okay, yes, we'll do it. And it just kept on stacking and then that didn't make me feel good and it almost resentment built up. So the, to manage the amount of creativity you have is, you know, it is a constant, like I got to keep that, I got to, because it's one of those things I got to keep telling you, we got to slow down because you just, you love to go, go, go and create, create, create. And you see little things that need work in, you, you know, with your lifers that they, they're, they're asking for and you just want to create it right now. And it's taken a long time for me to be able to say, okay, let's think about that. Let's put that on paper and let's hash that out and see if that makes sense in the direction we want to go. Yeah. So I think that would probably be it. Do you feel like when you speak your mind and say, you know, I don't think that's the right time for us to do this, or I think we should put maybe later, do you feel like I respect that? Yes, but you always will ask questions. <laughs> You'll ask questions, and I've had to learn that your questions are to figure out why and to, so that you understand it in your head. Yeah. And, you know, seven, eight years ago, I thought it was an attack. Yeah, that's true. So I, he, in the past, he would say, well, I, I don't know that that makes sense for us to do right now. And I would say, well, but what if we move this? And he'd be like, okay, fine, then just do it then. And I'd be like, okay, you know? And I didn't realize like that was really building resentment in him. And he didn't realize that my questions were just questions. I'm totally okay with us not doing it, but I also want she to wants know the why. reason, yeah, or, or or for whatever reason, I just ask a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, how many people in the audience have used Shalene's push journal? Okay, the whole. So you understand if you've ever gone through the push journal and you've looked at your areas of your life and you've evaluated the, that and then created a push journal and then you're doing three steps a day to get to that and you're filling out that journal. That's her brain. So I mean, she wants like order, order, and she wants to know why that doesn't make sense to do right now. And so sometimes it's just me having. You know, I have to sit back and go, okay, what is, I have to explain this to Shalene so that she understands, like, that's probably not the best direction. Or it might just be, this isn't the right season for that. We can do that in the next season or yeah. maybe in 2020 or maybe 2025. But I would say, <laughs> I would say it, it's so important that if you ask for someone's opinion that you you really are asking for it because you honor it. And I think it's okay to ask questions too, but if you're always asking for someone's opinion, like, do you like these shoes or, or these? And they tell you which ones they like, and then you do the opposite, how does that make the other person feel? So I think, especially in relationships, and if you have a partner who's not sharing their opinion, you have to understand that there's something you're doing that is making them feel like it's not safe to share their opinion or that it just won't be heard. And that's a really important thing in terms of coming together is respect. And it's deeper than just like, you know, being polite to each other. It's a respect of each other's opinions 
and what you want for your life. And he's so good at just understanding, like, that, no, that's too much. No, you know what? We don't need to do that. He's much better at setting up, I like to say, setting up orange cones, and I like to be the bulldozer. And he likes to just make sure, like, okay, no one's going to get hurt. He sets up the orange cones. But he also, you know, is the person in our relationship who will say, okay, and that's a cliff. So let's slow down. And yeah. <laughs> that's what makes us great partners. Sometimes we just go for it, though. Yeah, together, yeah. though. Yep, Any sure. questions that we're going to take from the very front row? Right here. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we can. Yes. And I'll repeat your question so that we can hear it on the show, too. So she and her husband run a business together, and it's incredibly stressful. How long have you been doing that? So about two years total, I mean, that you've been doing it, both of you full-time together. You're in the infancy stages. We were really not very good at it. We've been doing this for beginning. 22 years. And that is because I wanted him to do all the things that I didn't have time to do. And they weren't the things that were his strengths. So I think one piece of advice I would have, we're going to come up with three, I'll come up with the first one. You ready for the second one? All right. So I, the first thing I would say... I don't say, know what you're going to say. You might say the same thing as I. Okay. I'll pivot though. I got All it. All right. <laughs> I would say my number one piece of advice would be to truly look at your partner's skill set and interest. Because just because you need a warm body isn't to use your partner's talents in the right way you know like you don't want to underemploy your significant other like they have incredible talents and they have interests and so if you you know divvy up responsibilities and respect that that's really number one number two I'm assuming that you guys aren't doing the same thing because that would be not productive so you're not doing the same thing so you have separate things Okay, so, the, and I don't know if this is happening, but this would be tip number two, is don't cross over into their lane. So if they're doing something that they're supposed to be doing, you can ask questions, but let them do it their way. And if it means you know it's gonna be like, it might be crash and burn, it's still okay for, to let them do that because at least then they'll learn themselves and you won't be telling them that it's gonna crash and burn. Let them figure it out on their own and they probably have a, a way of system that's different than you and let them work through that themselves. And then I would say anything we want more of needs to be rewarded. Anything we want less of, you punish it. I mean, not, not in, <laughs> there are ways, but if there's something you want more of, even if it's small, it's taking the time to recognize that person and appreciating it. There's so many things that Brett does that I would never, ever want to do. And when we first started working together, I didn't value them because I didn't do them and I didn't want to do them. And he would do them and probably felt like it was pretty thankless. I had to start recognizing like, oh my gosh, you just went and met with our accountant for four hours. I would rather stick a sharpened pencil in my eye. Like, thank you so much. You are the reason why we're not going to go to jail this year for tax evasion. Like, that's a really, really big deal. And I try to make a really big deal about the things that I don't understand and don't want to do that he does because it wouldn't be possible without him. So I think it's even though you might feel like, well, he should be doing that for me, eventually they start to realize that that's what you're doing and it will be reciprocated. And tip number three is probably the best one. So, I mean, she does an amazing job of that. 
I try to do that as much as I can, but it definitely is, if I were to prioritize those, tip number three is the first. Yeah, we, sure. we give each other a lot of compliments about the things that are like uniquely our talents without one being more important than the other, right? I mean, frankly, like if we were in just, jail right just, now. You just did it. You know, how long have we been out here? 20 minutes. So 22 minutes ago before she walked out, she, we just hugged. I said, good luck, go kill it. And she just said, thank you so much for putting this on. Because she literally, we've been to this theater many nights for church on Wednesday night. But she didn't know, like, you know, she was still asking me questions back at the hotel, like, okay, so what's the, what, where are we going, what time, what's this, and stuff like that. And she just said, thank you so much for putting this on, it's so special. Yeah. You know, and that's all, you know, that's all she needs. So. Great question. Great question. Yeah, one more. One, one more. Right here. How do you get on the same page? We have amazing children. With parenting. <laughs> know how y'all feel about this but I feel like that's something you need it's like how do you get on the same page with religion like yep. that is a conversation you've got to have when you're dating honestly and and now you're like well thanks low weight <laughs> and then if you're not on the same page and you're married and now you have kids it's difficult and it's really 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 important that you handled that early. Mm -hmm. It is crazy to me the amount of money we spend on diet and fitness and clothing and accessories and we don't spend a penny on becoming better parents. That has got to change. Like, I just, like, it, it, it really upsets me that a diet book or a fitness book or a cookbook is always number one when it, to me it's like, but we could fix the world's problems if it were a parenting book that were number one, right? Like, if we really spent more time on parenting, like, how many things could we improve? How many people would, like, actually go after their dreams and not worry about failure, not worry about criticism, and not worry about all of these things if we just focused on being better parents. I just think, you got me on a soapbox now, girl. I just think, once you, if you are bringing children into the world, I just think you have an obligation, to, you know, that's great personal growth, but be, figure out how to be a better parent first, like, and never stop doing that. Like, I bought a book last week on parenting and my kids are gone. <laughs> Too late. So I, I think it's it's reading, it's podcasts, and it's um, not being afraid to to get help. Yeah, I think for Shalene and I, this will roll into a tip. But Shalene and I were blessed with parents that have both been married for fifty plus years, so we had great role models. And before we had children, we would discuss the positives and negatives of both sets of those parents. Earmuffs, right. Bob and Debbie, earmuffs. So, and we, we kind of blended both of those things together because I was raised by great parents and so was Shalene, but we kind of blended that together. So, and you're like, great, my parents were divorced. I was three years old, blah, blah, you know, that kind of thing. I understand that and I'm sorry for that, but then go find yourself a role model parent because we had that too. We had a couple, they're still married. They've been married for like 30 plus years. We met them in college. They're not related family, but the two sons, we call them nephews. We've been that close to them all along. We took parenting advice from them. So if you don't have parents that made it through, go find yourself some role model parents. And I think, you know, that's really important you said that because when our own, like when my parents would criticize our parenting, I'm like, how dare you? 
If you ever want to see your grandchildren again, you better zip it. <laughs> These grandkids are perfect. Like, I would get so defensive if they said anything. And our, my in-laws, Bob and Debbie, never once, never even once criticized either of us ever about our parenting. So thank you. Never. I mean, that's got to be hard. Seriously, amazing. But I think it's important, though, that you have someone who really is a fantastic parent who will speak into you. And we have, you know, a couple that's older than us, and they would come and stay with us, and they would literally say, why are you cutting his pancakes? I'd be like, well, wasn't that what mom's supposed to do? She's like, he's five. Let him learn to do that. I'd be like, okay. You know, like little things where it's like, okay, you know, that's good. And just even language. Like I, I think one of the most, I'll share this with you, one of the most important things we learn from them, there's sometimes the occasional F word in our home. Yes. <laughs> And um, they came to stay with us, and they also use the F word on occasion. And she heard me saying, um, no, that, don't, don't, that's a bad word, don't use that. And she said, don't call it a bad word, because you're using it. So what does that say about you? She said, call it an adult word. And when they're adults, they can decide if they lack the vocabulary, <laughs> if they need to fill in the gaps with the occasional F word. But to call it an adult word, not a bad word. And I was like... Like little things like that was like, wow, that's huge. And so it's an adult word. Do you remember what Sierra said? Yeah, she, she well, she, she couldn't wait to use the adult words. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, can I, if I get really mad, can I say like a part of an adult word? Like, <laughs> can I say like, <laughs> like, no. Well, she's like six. <laughs> that's when we knew we were in trouble. Oh, oh, we got a question. Working together, that's got to be really challenging, and we've addressed that a little bit, but where, like, describe the point in the relationship that you really realize, like, this is my lane, this is your Like, what, what really brought you Thank you. I, I, I remember. Was it, I think you were, I brought something into you or something like that, and did you say that you... Like you started to correct it or something like that, and it just said you do it. I think. Yeah, I mean that happened a lot at first. You know, like I, I would give him things of like, I would, just because I was so frustrated, I needed some help. It's been uh, yeah. I mean. But I do remember that there was a therapy session mm-hmm. where it was pointed out, and I wasn't even aware of it. The language I was using, things like my business. So if you can do this, you know, and so in my business, I, I kept referring to it like as if it were mine, even though it was something we were doing together yeah because I, I mean I've worked through all that kind of stuff and we go on we get on elevators and stuff like let's say for instance this was a hotel and we all just finished this seminar right and we got on the elevator and and one of y'all got on the elevator with us and they're like oh Shalina that was a great show and they're like what, what do you do I'm like what the f- do I do what are you talking about I run this show. That's what I do. That's an adult word. That's an adult word. It's an but, adult so, word. So, but I, I, I worked through that. And so, kind of. No, anyway. I just think that it takes time to, you know, to really kind of have that dynamic. And then it's just like 100% just respect for what the other person does. Like, I know that I can't do what 
she can do. Like, I don't want to do that. No, <laughs> I don't want to do that kind of stuff. You, there's a, I just don't want to do that. It's not an interest to me. But what I'm able to do in this business, I love to do. Yeah. So it was just a constant, like, you know, navigation through that and, you know, investment broker is here tonight, Ken, and, and he's seen this dynamic work from a business standpoint. Like he had to get to know Shalene and to understand the business and to understand the core. So the first couple meetings were all about like, what is this business? What are we selling when we sold our companies? And then once that was kind of, once he understood that, it was just him and I working. So he kind of understands the dynamic very well. And everybody else that's worked for us understands the dynamic. The general public probably doesn't understand it. But the important thing is, Shaleen and I understand it. So we get it. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So you Yeah. I have a quick question for you. Are you trying to lose weight or just be healthy or just feel more confident and happy? Well, in order to do that, you need a new way. You see, the problem is losing weight, it's hard and keeping it off feels almost impossible. At the one through one method, we have helped over 50,000 people find a new way, a much better way. Okay, so here's how this works with our online program. It's three simple steps. You go to 131method.com, you start it, you slay it, and you own it. Step one is to start it. You do that by identifying what it is you want to work on. What is your priority? Is it weight loss? Is it gut health? Then you pick a start date, you log in, and go. Step two, you slay it. What does that mean? It means you get your meal plans, You select from hundreds of delicious, simple recipes all online, including cooking tutorials, and then we'll help you change up the way you eat every four weeks. That is going to boost your metabolism, and it's called diet phasing. We'll help you personalize the process because, hello, one-size-fits-all diets do not work, they never have, and they never will. We all need our own individualized approach. And our registered dietitians are going to help you do that so that this is something that you can do for life. And then step three, you own it. No more wasting time with fad diets or wondering if you're doing something right. It's time for you to take control of your health, to heal your relationship with food and your body. And we wanna help you lose the weight and keep it off. You deserve to look and feel freaking amazing. So do yourself a favor. Go to 131method.com and let's do this.